This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Jan. And welcome to CTTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are delving into pop history and learning about some of the American pop divas of the 2000s. If you're wondering who we are, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage to working at record labels. So we have a lot of insight into the crazy music industry. And if you've made it this far, please subscribe to our channel, give us a like, and for our lovely listeners, a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform would be very much appreciated. Yes. All right. So television and film has always been a successful launch pad for artists. And the pop divas we will be discussing in today's episode are great examples of that because it is really hard to get your name out there, right? When you're a new artist, because it's such a competitive industry. So when you're able to launch a music career after people already recognize you, that already gives you an advantage. So even if your music's not great, even if the talent isn't fully there, you know, you still have a chance, a much bigger chance than, than kind of anyone, than like a you know, a peasant would have. So, but the real question is, does it give you longevity, right? So let's find out and let's start with our first artist, Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff rose to fame as the leading character in a hugely successful Disney television show, Lizzie McGuire. She appeared on the soundtrack for the show and the movie, but her first official solo album release was with the Christmas album, Santa Claus Lane. And then she signed a record deal with Hollywood Records shortly after. In 2003, Hilary released the Metamorphosis album, which had bops including So Yesterday and Come Clean, and she achieved worldwide success. She did. And so though Metamorphosis did extremely well. Um, and Hillary did go on to star in many successful films after the end of Lizzie McGuire. The next album, which was the self-titled Hillary Duff, did not reach the same success as the first album and the single Fly failed to gain attention. And the following releases through the second half of the 2000s included the compilation album Most Wanted, which did go to number one on the Billboard Top 200, Yay! and the electronic dance-inspired Dignity album, which I still think is her best work. Um, but it wouldn't be until 2015 that Hillary would sign a new record deal with RCA Records and release the mm. Breathe In, Breathe Out album with the lead single Sparks, which unfortunately neither did too well commercially either. So what do you think of Hillary? Um, did you like her as, as a pop star? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing with Hillary, right? Like I remember all of her albums. Like I, I, I the Hillary Duff, the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack and the, the Metamorphosis album. I know it. I even know the title track. Okay. Metamorphosis, whatever it is. I was out here. Come on and give me a kiss. I was like, yes. And on top of that, when she came back with Spark six years ago, I was like, oh my God, I like this. It's cute. It's fun. It's lighthearted. But I think, I guess at the time, that's not the way that music was going. I mean, it's tough when you've made music and had success early early on mm -hmm. and then trying to kind of get back into it it's like oh how do I find my footing I think that song is like underrated but I mean she released it like a she released a fan demand like music video version mm -hmm. so I guess the fans still love her awesome awesome good for her but what about you were you like a Lizzie McGuire Hillary Duff fan I wasn't so so it's interesting because I did grow <laughs> up in Hong Kong right 
And oh, we didn't, our Disney channel wasn't the same as I think it was here. Like, I think we were just a couple of years behind because of, you know, uh-huh. just because of like licensing and, and all that stuff. And so Lizzie McGuire wasn't um, something I really knew about or really paid attention to. And I think by the time it kind of got bigger, I was already a little older for it. Right. Um, so I kind of really only knew her just like, just kind of as a pop star, really. Like I didn't really know her from before that. So I remember Come Clean really well. I still love Come Clean. I think it's a great pop song, Um, but I'm going to be honest. I didn't really pay attention after that. Um, I did, I was working at the label when Hillary got signed uh, at RCA. Mm -hmm. So I remember that campaign and and I agree. I actually think Sparks is really great. Um, And I think there are some great tracks on the album as well, but it just wasn't right for what was going on in music at the time. And I think right, her fan right. base wasn't there to, to kind of drive it. So, you know, um, what? right. We were all too young and broke, honestly. I mean, yeah. And I, I think right. it's tough. I think the whole kind of nostalgia thing, like there's, there's a really, I, I, it's hard to capitalize on that when you're releasing mm-hmm, new music, mm-hmm. you know, cause you want to show that you're growing, yeah. but then you also want to get your fans back. And, and so I think, yeah. unfortunately, I think her, she wasn't able to kind of get her entire old fan base on board. Yes. Yes. It's tough. Especially yeah. like either they stuck with you or they kind of moved on to someone else. Right. Uh, it, it's tough for sure. She released movies where she sang and they weren't the greatest vocal performances of her lifetime, like raise your voice. She was in a classroom for raise your voice and she was singing. And you can obviously tell that whoever was her vocal double had a stronger, maybe a little deeper, like the voices were just different. It just, it was like, she started singing like A, B, C, D, F, G. And then H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. And I was like, where did this voice came from? Like, where did this voice come from? Everyone was really confused. So I think things like that kind of just started like people stopped taking her seriously. And then she released a joint album with her sister. And it was just like, it's too much. I don't know if she's the best pop star. I think she has great charisma, which makes her a great actress. Um, But I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure the talent is fully there as as a pop star, Um, but she has some great tracks. So I appreciate that. Yes, yes. I mean, even with what she's doing now, she's doing pretty well for herself. So now doing the with love dance break, she's gone viral again. So that's yes. <laughs> I appreciate her acknowledging that. That's pretty great. For sure, for sure. And what else is she doing now? I mean, like <laughs> she's working on some shows. I think she's just acting mostly like she was on Younger. I remember watching her on that. Um, and then the upcoming How I Met Your Father, which is exciting. I'm um, very excited for that. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So good for her. I'm glad that she's sticking to acting and she wants to kind of do a little toot-toot-loo here and there. And so be it. <laughs> I also want to say I have to give a shout out to her husband, Matthew Coma. Um, he's one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. He is such a nice guy. His management is also amazing. They were amazing oh, to work with. That's great. And in connection to that, I'm sure Hillary is also great as a person. So just wanted to shout that out. Um, but I think her most <laughs> famous song, right, is yeah. Come Clean, which was written by Cara Diaguardi yeah. and John Shanks, who are both great names. Um, and I yes. think people still love that song. I still love that song. Let the rain What do you think of that song? Do you think it do you think it has stood the test of time? I think so. Um 
you know, I think what made it special was that it was kind of deep for like a Disney star, you know, like where you typically were, we were used to hearing a certain kind of sound, but this one was about a relationship. Like that whole album was about like her coming into her own as a young teen woman and a young teen lady, excuse me. And I thought it was really impressive. I, I love the video where she's like at a, at her house and, you know, <laughs> the rain's falling down. She's against yes. the, against the window. I'm like, look at this drama. Okay. You want to feel the thunder? She wants to scream. I was like, these are lyrics. This is mm-hmm. the vocal performance isn't the strongest, but the lyrical content, the production, everything was just right. Agreed. But speaking of which, she actually did have some beef. I mean, pop pop diva beef is typical, right? The next artist we're getting ready to talk about. Oh man, honey, they were fighting over the most strangest of people <laughs> <laughs> at the time, <laughs> and that is Lindsay Lohan. All that being said, before we get into the music thing, I have to say, so in the early 2000s, right, Aaron Carter and Hillary Duff were like kind of, you know, snogging a bit, but then they kind of broke up. And then like in a case of like overlapping F-boy magic, Aaron Carter started seeing Lindsay Lohan. And I was like, oh my God, because I remember Aaron Carter being in an episode of Hillary Duff's um, Lizzie McGuire show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, they're so cute together. So I thought they were like a forever thing but um jokes on me and jokes on everyone else so like they kind of started beefing a little bit because of that and then they already had like a little like tabloid field beef because of their similar career paths but honey aaron carter the little i want candy pop boy caused a feud between these two lovely pop divas (laughs) messy (laughs) you know i had no idea about this this just shows how like (laughs) uninvolved i was with these like american stars Cause they, none of oh, them yeah. were really that big in Hong Kong. Like, honestly, um, I kind of just knew about I mean, them that would make like, from the magazines and stuff, but like, yeah. Wow. What about like Lindsay's movies and whatnot? Oh yeah. I mean, I loved Parent okay. Trap for sure. Love Mean mm-hmm. Girls. I mean, I knew of her. I just wasn't as connected to her. I think as like other people were here in the U.S. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the music which is what this show is about. (laughs) So as we mentioned, after she starred um, in those Disney movies, like The Parent Trap, she started getting rave reviews Mm -hmm. for all of her work. She is a really, really great actress. She's done some really great work. So she was able to capitalize that and she began making music. So she first signed a five album record deal with Gloria and Emilio Estefan's label, but after it was terminated, she signed with Mm -hmm. Casablanca Records. For her movie, Freaky Friday, Lindsay recorded Ultimate, which was released to Radio Disney to help promote the film. And after that, she released two studio albums, finally. In 2004, Lindsay began working on her Speak album with the singles Rumors, Over, and First, being the singles on the now Platinum Project. And then next, she would release the Gold Certified, a little more personal, Raw, (laughs) in 2005. (laughs) (laughs) this album was a darker sequel that was tentatively titled there's only one angel in heaven which is really interesting so she was definitely trying to take a darker tone Mm -hmm. um so yeah what are your thoughts about rumors over and first like for me again because of like the the attachment to her because of like the movies and like me just liking her and also i love a good ginger i love a ginger baddie and she was the ginger baddie of the 2000s like let's give her her flowers uh so yeah i was always like really interested in her so what about you what did you think of her songs yeah i appreciate well first off i I think rumors is great it sounds like a britney light (laughs) you know track (laughs) 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and I like that she was referencing kind of all the stuff she's going through with the paparazzi and with the tabloids right. and kind of all the crap, like everyone was saying about her. Um, right. You know, I think it was it was tough at that time to have that transparency. And so I mm-hmm. think it was refreshing to have, you know, a young woman come out and talk about that. Yes. Um, yeah, I think she's one of those people where I, I think she makes an interesting pop star because I do think she has an X mm-hmm. factor of some kind. Like I can't fully place it because she's also it's not like her voice is amazing. It's not mm-hmm. like she's an amazing performer. But she did have a hand in writing, you know, a lot of her songs and you could tell that she really did put a lot of effort and heart into it all. So I appreciate that. I think for me, I appreciate her work more now, actually, than I did at the time, because I think it was Mm -hmm. so overshadowed by all the tabloid drama. Um, I think that actually took away from from her talent a little bit. But um, yeah, it's been interesting kind of revisiting her work so many years later. Yeah. You're right about rumors. I remember when rumors came out, I was like, oh yeah. And it was like a little like dance break moment. Um, she didn't really dance dance, but um, I remember uh over being one of my favorites too, because it's like a breakup song. And even though mm-hmm. I wasn't like dating one, I was like, look at her. I mean, pop the whole pop rock sound was really popular at the time, and she really went right into it. And she looks great in that video. She has beautiful eyes, and whoever directed that video. They were like, oh, get in there. She's like, oh, crying. Oh, yeah. And she's singing her heart out. She's like, tell me, tell me. She's going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last single first, it was used to promote um, Herbie Fully Loaded. Did not watch that movie. I wasn't interested at the time. But I felt like, you know, sound wise and like, you know, popularity wise, I guess I really wasn't paying attention. I mean, I don't even think the the songs actually did anything substantial except maybe topping the chart of I think the bubbling under 100 and I think that mm. was for rumors I think it was mm. but yeah um it again she's not vocally amazing but I think with her next album uh, a little more personal the fact that she was even more transparent with confessions of a broken heart even though it was it was a little even though it was a little um I don't know what's the word ex- exposed I guess her her life to people, it was something that was really rare to see from a Disney expat, you know? I kind of wish she continued with music after that. I understand like commercially Mm. it wasn't the most successful, but I think it would be interesting. I hope she does return to music at some point now, like as an older woman. Um, I think it would be (laughs) interesting to, to kind of see where, what she would do. Um, Cause I think the potential right. is there. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, daughter, to, daughter to father. I just call it daughter, daughter to father. I actually liked that song. Um, and I actually used it to choreograph uh, a competition dance when I was like a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, like several years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very pop. It was a very popular uh, dance. I might add, cause it was so dramatic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, depict the it depicted the tumultuous relationship she had with her father Michael Lohan who had been incarcerated in June of 2005 um after surviving a DUI crash um and the song actually did hit the charts at 57 so I mean that's a it's a good thing for her it's very poignant it's very passionate um I just feel bad that um even with this song and her being so transparent she almost kind of fell into the same habits that her father had developed i mean with her whole life being a child star i guess it was mildly inevitable Mm -hmm. um 
it's traumatic to be a child star, especially when you see people like Alison Stoner talking about all the trauma that she's been through as a child star. Um, so, I mean, Lindsay Lohan quickly became a huge, huge topic of all the tabloids due to her personal struggles and legal troubles and substance abuse. And then she went to rehab. And then all of a sudden, because of all these things happening to her, her movies were hits and misses. And she was tr- featured on some tracks here and there, like Danceophobia with Duran Duran. And she was recently on a panel for Mass Singer Australia, but there hasn't been anything of note. Uh, but, 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 but in 2019, she did resign to Casablanca and release Back to Me, the lead single off her third album that has not been titled yet or mentioned mm-hmm. since. But hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I I think, again, it will be interesting to see if she's able to capture the attention that she needs, I I think, yeah, or that she, you know, to like be successful. Um, Because I think, unfortunately, her name is still kind of stained a little bit. So yes, like synonymous with drama. And speaking of drama, the next artist we're going to talk about is someone I'd never expected to get in rural and as much drama as she is right now. So our next artist is Tyra Banks. So (laughs) she began her career as a model at the age of 15, and she was the first African-American woman to be featured on the covers of GQ and Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. She was also a Victoria's Secret Angel from 1997 to 2005, but she is probably Mm. most well-known for hosting (laughs) America's Next Top Model for 23 cycles, as well as her own show, The Tyra Show, for five years. And um, yeah, throughout the 2000s, she was one of the highest paid models in the entire world. And she was able to capitalize on that by not just becoming a music artist at the, you know, short, for just a short period of time. She was also (laughs) an actress. And so you've probably seen her in Fresh Prince, Coyote Ugly, and of course, Life Size with Lindsay Lohan. The first time a lot of us may have seen her was in 1991 when she was first seen in Michael Jackson's black or white video where she was effing up the choreography. Like she (laughs) she didn't know the choreography. Even I know it at this point. (laughs) But yeah, if you remember seeing that little goofy girl with her tongue out, that was Tyra Banks, all right? Mm -hmm. And then later she appeared in music videos for Tina Turner, George Michael, and Lionel Richie. And in 2004... During one of her cycles of America's Next Top Model, Tyra released her first single, Check Your Body Buddy, with the music video <laughs> featuring <laughs> with the music video featuring contestants from ANTM's cycle two. That was pretty exciting, I guess. I mean, considering who worked on the track, Rodney Darkchild Jerkins. And um, I just have to say, I just have to say, we talked about Rodney Darkchild and his dark children in our forever Spice Girl albums review. So be sure to check that out. And if you're listening, be sure to listen to it because we went in depth and we had a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but all that being said, she hasn't really released anything since, except maybe like bootyful at one point. And- yeah. Well, so I, I, during the research for this, I did see that Tyra has done an interview more recently where she talked about her, her very short lived singing career and how <laughs> she really actually, she was retiring from modeling and she, mm-hmm. she wanted the rush of, of still performing, like being on stage. Um, and so she felt that the best way to continue that was to do a singing career. So the actual, 
there wasn't a real passion for singing, you know, that just kind of was her way of still trying to figure out how she could still perform. Oh, Um, oh, so yeah, I I think it's interesting, you know, yes, the single had, had, you know, had a great producer on it. She also did work with other producers like Pharrell Williams and David Foster, like huge names in the music industry. Um, on theme with this episode, it's, she was able to capitalize on her name and her exposure to just get in with these producers, because let's face it, she is not a great singer. She can't dance, you know, like, so she really, she lucked out in the sense that she got to work with them. But I think she also mentioned in that same interview that her confidence wasn't there in the studio. So it ended up being kind of a struggle overall. Um, so yeah, you know, this is just one of those situations. It wasn't meant Mm. to be. But she did put forth yeah. a good effort. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Shake Your Body is terrible. I think if you gave it to like mm-hmm. a Sierra or, you know, like oh, yeah. someone yeah. who or actually J-Lo. is a pop star, you know, I think yeah. they could sell it. I think they could sell it. Yeah. Um, I do remember the America's Next Top Model episode um, where the other girls had to like shoot Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah. better than the actual song and, and video itself. Um, oh. So, yeah, you know, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it, you know, she tried it. So, yeah, this is this is true. But hang <laughs> on. Um, hang on. Can I just say viewers, listeners, Chris completely disregarded my my Tyra Banks notes. Like y'all don't remember the video she's laying on the floor and she's like, "Oh! Oh! Oh!" Like she it's great honestly it's it's absolutely great it's pop goodness like she was really living her best pop diva life she was dancing in that video not great not great but ginger tyra at that time killing the game again Mm. i mean i'd have to say her vocals were a lot better in um in this song than it was in um shine bright shine far be a star (laughs) so yeah i mean the growth is the growth is there let's be constructive Sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad that she knew that, hey, I shouldn't do this and I should not waste people's time and money and my money, you know. Um, but, you know, since then, uh, she has, I guess, been more of a business minded person. She's had a child uh, via surrogacy. Good for her. I think she's always wanted to have children. So that's good for her. She's been very involved in communities and wanted to uplift people. Um, but unfortunately, um, lately she's been getting dragged all over the internet for her behavior on America's Next Top Model and even on her own talk show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's issued an apology, but right now all these videos keep on coming out. So, um, but that being said, uh, unfortunately, yeah. that just stinks for her. Um, but she is also, um, on a positive note, she's done what America's Got Talent, and she's now the host and executive producer, producer. of mm-hmm. Dancing with a Star. Yeah, Dancing yeah. with Stars is not bad. To be fair, <laughs> though, I don't think fans were happy that she was chosen <laughs> as the host of, oh. of Dancing with the Stars. Um, but I, I have to, I'm going to defend her a little bit I, with okay. the ANTM everything, and Tyra Banks show stuff because, mm-hmm. like, it was a different time. You know, yeah. people have to realize, like, now is a time when everyone is so sensitive about everything and people yes. are always digging stuff up from the past. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, like that was accepted back then. Like, yes, yeah. we agree. Yeah. That's wasn't great. Some of the stuff yeah. that she did to these women. Um, yeah. But we've learned and society has has moved on. Like, why are you why are you trying to like 
ruin her for things that she did 20 years ago right, you know what I mean right. like like going forward she's not she has not done anything yeah to, like yeah yeah I know what you mean yeah I so agree. like no, give I her completely. a break give her a break that's yeah. what the culture was like at the time and that was what yeah. was you know expected of her and and let's be real I watched ANTM I think I've seen every single cycle I'm you did too hello like you hello. know we enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it at the time like it's just yeah. is what it is like culture changes yeah. so Completely. I, yeah. I don't think that's fair that she's been getting that much hate for everything. Agreed, but agreed. anyway, yeah. back to the music though. She wasn't meant to be a pop star. Good for her for trying. <laughs> um, but with the next artist, do you think she should continue music? Oh, totally. This next artist went from basically everything that Tyra did. And honey, she has created an empire separate from her own last name. So I think she should. Uh Final pop diva of the 2000s is Miss Hilton. And you might know her as Paris. And Paris is the great-granddaughter of Conrad Hilton, the founder of the Hilton brand of hotels. And she was a tabloid darling and found fame as a model. But it was the launch of a reality television series, The Simple Life, that catapulted her into pop culture pop culture as we know now <laughs> mm-hmm. right but she was known for her dumb mon persona and i mean honestly if you don't know her and her saying that's hot you're tripping you're lying and you were living under a rock sorry patrick star <laughs> but as we later learned in her documentary many years later she was putting on that character that whole facade and it really capitalized on the fame and the brand that she built mm-hmm. and now is i guess just eating off of now like <laughs> she's doing great <laughs> she is yeah so so with the music she was able to found her own label Eris Records, which was um, a venture with Warner Bros. Records, and she released her debut album in 2006, and it had contributions from huge writers and producers, including Scott Storch, Fat Joe, Fernando Garibay, Cara Dioguardi, and Dr. Luke. So, like... Yeah, like Tyra, though, she was able to use her name, use her connections, and she was able to kind of launch herself as an artist, which is pretty awesome. Though the single Stars Are Blind and the album did quite well commercially, she hasn't released any music after that. Um, though she has teased a return to music and, you know, there've been little glimpses of it and she actually is now a successful DJ as well. Yes. Um, so what do you think of stars are blind and her album? Um, so the album isn't bad, right? It's one of those things where it's like, I think because she had enough money and had the proper people vocal producing her, uh, she doesn't sound bad. Even in certain singles that she released, she sounded decent. Almost mm-hmm. to the point where it's just like, she kind of sounds better than maybe the, the three people we mentioned a little bit because her vocals were either really processed or she just, they never pushed her past a certain point. It was very whispery yes. and layered. So it was complimentary. So maybe she didn't sound better, but she was produced vocally, probably produced a little bit better than Tyra. Lindsay, maybe not. This is not a pop-off episode, but be sure to look at our pop-off episodes where we did discuss, you know, who has the better singles and whatnot. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is pop goodness. Um, I do have to say that, uh, what what song was it? Stars Are Blind? Stars Are Blind was not like my favorite song ever. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't. And then the music video for Nothing In This World was really weird because she was like, the sexy girl next door to this young teenage boy and she was like singing in his ear and stuff like that so I kind of avoided 
all of her yeah. stuff for when I was, yeah, I avoided her when I was younger. Um, I never, I never disliked her. I won't say that. I never disliked her. I just didn't have any interest, but like when we did research for this, this video and then months ago when I watched her documentary, I was like, yo, she's dope. She's actually really smart. She's a great mm-hmm. businesswoman. Um, I mean, at the time when she went releasing all of this, she had the reality shows, Paris Hilton's BFF, the, the simple life, her book, her extensions, her perfume. Like she literally was like, okay, my granddad did all this stuff. I'm trying to go above and beyond right now. Like she made a name for herself and I respect it for sure. What about you? Yeah, I think she's an interesting one because I remember really disliking her as a <laughs> as a child or, or as a teenager. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I, I, the whole dumb blonde thing was so annoying, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was supposed to be, right? It, they, but yeah. I, I found it really annoying. And I think the whole... Um, idea that she was literally famous for being famous. Oh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. Like she was literally right. famous for, yeah, just because she was in the tabloids and stuff. Like she didn't actually do anything to become famous. And Love so um, I think it's interesting looking back, like I, I rewatched the YouTube documentary over the last week mm-hmm. just to, you know, yeah. have it fresh in my mind. And the fact yeah. that she was actually very conscious of her image her, her public yeah. image and she was very aware yeah. that people that she was kind of playing this divisive character but that divisive mm-hmm. character allowed her brand to expand into literally every space she could possibly want she was on tv she was in films she did fragrances she has a skincare line she's now a dj you know like it's kind right. of amazing what she's done right. with her career <laughs> And (laughs) knowing now that she did actually go through a lot of abuse as a teenager and that she's using her influence to now speak with members of the Congress and actually make social change. Like, it's kind of amazing looking back now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a paradigm shift. Yeah, but at the time, I thought she was so annoying. Um, I think Stars Are Blind is very annoying as a song. I think there's much better tracks on the album, but I do agree. They knew how to use her voice. She's not a good singer you know, but yeah, she, but they produce. knew where she sat that would be the best for her voice. So I appreciate that. They didn't try to get her to do ad libs and belting and runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Tyra, You're where right. she was trying it, oh. <laughs> you know, oh. and even Hillary and Lindsay, you know, they push yeah. you. Can, there are certain yeah. parts in their songs where they're pushing harder than they should be, or, or you know, that then is comfortable. So, um, yeah, so I do appreciate that. Um, Mm -hmm. and also I think Paris, she, so she actually has since released a music video for the song heartbeat, um, which is a song from the 2006 album. So it's kind of awesome that she's still going back and embracing that. And she, it would be interesting to see what she would do if she came back. Um, yeah, I think now not to like, I don't, I don't know. I think with the current music industry, you don't really need to be a great singer. Like no good vocals are not as valued no. as they used to be. I um, want a sugar crash. I don't think it matters. <laughs> so if she, <laughs> I mean, she has the funds to make like a viral music video. You know what I mean? Like she can do some crazy and people would watch yeah, it. She and, could. and so oh, yeah. If she wanted to return to music and do it properly, she definitely has the resources to do that. So I am curious Mm -hmm. what she would do. But yeah, I think in general, I respect her a lot more now as a business person, Mm -hmm. just as a woman in general. Um, Right. And yeah, it's it's kind of interesting kind of looking at her whole career. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I agree. Like I said, I was very indifferent to her. I didn't care. Like I was looking at Sierra and like, you know, a bunch of other like black pop divas. So I wasn't paying attention. But now, like you said, with the show, you kind of like look at her career in a retrospect and it's like, oh, you clever little minx. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> so congratulations to her, by the way, for getting married and tying the knot. Because again, even in that documentary, you saw all of her laptops that she had thrown away because of passive breakups or dramatic things and even with her own you know tape coming out so Mm -hmm. she's been through a lot and I think she is definitely uh, someone who sets a good example like you don't have to be defined by what you did in the past and you can do better so everyone leave Tyra alone okay and leave (laughs) Lindsay alone give her a chance (laughs) yes agreed agreed All right, so that wraps it up for this episode. Leave us some comments. Hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pops. Let us know what you think of these four pop divas and who else do you like? What other divas should we talk about? Uh, Please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, hit the notification bell. And for our listeners, give us a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. Until next time, that's Jan. That's Chris. And we are CCTV. Bye. And the stars are blind, but I'm a little baby. <laughs> <laughs>